Good morning again. Good to see everyone. Today we are going to talk about fishing, and I'm very tempted to use the joke John Pulley, Elder John Pulley used before, and if I did not make it, he should correct me. There was a bear, uh, a big bear, uh, trying to find food, and uh, as soon as he saw a, a fisherman trying to fish by the, by the river, and the bear was looking at the fisherman, and then he knelt down, and then he prayed, Lord, thank you for this, the food that you set before me. And so as soon as he finished, he walked toward the, the fisherman, and the fisherman saw the, a shade. Uh, uh, and then he, he saw, he knew it was, it was a bear trying to jump on him. So as soon as he saw that, he, he kneeled down and he prayed, Lord, make this bear a vegetarian. <laughs> so if you did not get that, please ask John Pulley to explain. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about miracles today. Do you believe God still performs miracles today? Yes. Maybe some of us say yes, others are not sure, and other things, maybe not. I have been praying about miracle and it never happened. Maybe some people uh, have different answers. And God indeed uh, performed many, many, many uh, miracles recorded in the Bible. And we see even Satan's and even the Egyptian magician, they try to trick and they try to uh, counterfeit God's miracle and God's power. And obviously, uh, we know Jesus performed a lot of miracles while he was living on this earth. And we've seen those recorded in the Bible. And one of the greatest miracles that we've seen and observed uh, is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Jesus gave his life on the cross, and on the, on the third day, he rose again. He said, I have power to give my life, and I have power to take up again. So we will, may not understand the whole scenario, how he died and how he raised himself, the only thing that we can understand is he's God. That's why he can do, he can manipulate the situation and the cell and whatever involved in life. And so we just witnessed the resurrection of Jesus uh, in our services in the past. And today uh, we are going to see uh, what happened after Jesus' resurrection and if Jesus still performed miracles after his resurrection. As we read the scripture from John 21st, Jesus' disciples were in Galilee. In fact, Jesus told them to go to Galilee when uh, 
uh, Jesus appeared to uh, some ladies at the tomb, and he said, go and tell to my brothers that I will meet them in Galilee. So um, as Jesus told them they, they were in Galilee, and all of a sudden, Simon Peter, in verse 3 of John 21st, he said, I'm going out to fish. Simon Peter told them, and then they said, his friends, the six of them, and he said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, and they fished all night here. First of all, we would like to see the physical needs of the disciples. A lot of commentators and even a lot of pastors preach on this sermon, and they, they tend to blame on the disciples for going back to fishing. Um, it, it makes sense if you look at it that way. Uh, Jesus called the disciple and he told them, follow me, I'll make you a fish of men. And so they left the net and then they followed Jesus three years ago. And after three years, Jesus, after Jesus died and we don't know what, what they were thinking, but all of a sudden Simon Peter said, I'm going to fish. So it looks like they go back to the uh, the trade of fishing. They go back to uh, their former career. It sounds sound like it, but if we understand the, if we try to understand the whole thing, we may not want to quickly blame the disciples. Um, obviously, they are human beings. Obviously, they have to eat, and they can't just fast and uh, ask God to give them fish without doing anything, you know. There was a man uh, who went to see a doctor and he said, oh, I'm very sick. I can't go to work and I can't even help in the house doing chore. And my wife told me uh, to see the doctor. And the doctor uh, draw some blood and took some images and then Next time, uh, the doctor gave him a follow-up appointment, and the doctor explained, I check everything, and you are perfectly fine, and there's no sickness. Uh, the doctor said, you're just lazy. <laughs> you, you go back to work. <laughs> so the man doesn't know what to do, and uh, he told the doctor, doctor, can you please tell me uh, what you said in the medical term so that I can convince my wife? <laughs> I can explain to my wife, he said. <laughs> so, what do we do with this disciple? At least we see them, they are not lazy. They are not just uh, playing video games and, you know, just hanging out and, you know, just trying to uh, consume the time. So, at least we can appreciate them and they, they, they want to uh, work hard and here we see them go out and trying to catch some fish so that they'll have some food to eat. Uh, I'd like to make some observation here uh, about like uh, full-time ministry. Uh, for those who are in the full-time ministry, many people have a hard time understanding uh, people in the ministry. Some people said, oh, uh, you preacher stand only half an hour in front of the, the, the congregation and you get paid that much. <laughs> A lot of people said they didn't know what, uh, what's involved behind and how much preparation is needed and all. Especially um, 
um, research uh, research uh, found out that at least the average person, uh, pastor, average um, consistent pastor spend about 10 to 20 hours preparing sermon for half an hour, one hour. So for me, my wife and my whole family, uh, the, the time when I will pre be preaching, uh, they get the burden on themselves also and they're trying to help me in various ways. And as soon as the service is over and as soon as we are in the car and drive back home, my wife said, now we are relieved, <laughs> you know. When you are preaching, all the burden, all the, all the burden is uh, on your shoulder. So I guess Pastor Okai is uh, up today and he, he's probably relaxing and enjoying the sun or something. So when you are preaching, uh, all the weight is on you. And until you're done, you're not done, you know, you are like... You have a big burden on, on that. And so that's just um, an observation. A side note, um, observation that I would like to share uh, for, uh, for us is the difference between Baptist and Lutheran. The Baptist elders, sorry, the, the Baptist deacons are scared to death to touch the communion, but they are very com comfortable to preach on the pulpit when the pastor is not here. But the Lutheran elders are scared to death to stand behind the pulpit and to preach. But they are very comfortable to, to touch the communion. So you, you can see the difference. It could be just a way of understanding or interpretation. So I just want to uh, mention that in uh, my observation. So we're talking about the disciples and the need, the physical needs here. And even though they have committed their life to follow Jesus, they still need to eat. They still need to feed their family. They still need to um, um, go on their day. And so here we see them and uh, trying to uh, make something so that they can eat. Not only the disciples need food, uh, everyone needs food. Um, believer and non-believer, we all need to eat. So we all need to uh, work, uh, we all need to earn a living in one way or the other. And here the disciples, they try hard to, uh, to find and eat something here and um, make something, find some food, find some fish, and they try all night, the, the Bible said, they, tr they try all night and they caught nothing. They did not find anything. And so they probably were about to give up. Here, uh, when they tried to give up, it was uh, early in the morning. In verse 4, we read, early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore but the disciple did not realize that it was Jesus. And he called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? And they said, No. We have seen the physical needs of the disciple. Here we've seen um, the personal concern of the Lord. 
we all have physical need, whether you are serving in the ministry or whether you are a lay person. We all have physical need, and it is God who cares for our physical need. That's what we see here. When Jesus found out, he probably already knew, but when he found out that the disciples were trying really hard to find fish and could not find anything, so he showed up at the shore and he said, uh, friends, haven't you any fish? We see here a very intimate um, conversation and a very intimate Concern, personal concern of the Lord about their physical welfare, uh, what they are going to eat, and what, um, uh, what they are trying to do. So we have a God who, who cares for us, uh, who uh, cares what we need to eat. So um, probably children and some people may not understand how we get the food uh, on a table. Maybe if you are children, where do we get the food? They, they will say from uh, McDonald or from uh, Warmark or from Sam Clubs or from Giant. But if, if you look farther, all the food comes from the farm. And if God doesn't bring rain, we will not be eating uh, food. Now we have, in, um, uh, we have a war in uh, Ukraine. And Ukraine is one of the big supporters of a lot of grains and a lot of food uh, to the outside world. And um, there might be a big effect about uh, food, uh, uh, food uh, production uh, in the near future because of the war there. So it is God who give rains and who, who give us a season, who change the season so that we can have food. We may think we have money in our bank or we may think we, we have a good job so that uh, we can buy food. Not really. We may have all the money and all the good job, but if there's no crop, if there's no uh, meat in the market, what we're going to buy? So all the resources goes back to God and it's God who uh, provided for his children. Um, the Bible said God God reigns the same on the just and the unjust. So he's a good God. Even though people curse God, God still give them rain and God still give them uh, good um, weather. So here God is the God who is concerned about the personal uh, need of the, his uh, children here. Jesus even said, look at the bird in the air. They do not sow, they do not walk but God provided for them. So it is God who provided for us and it's God who cared for our needs. And thirdly, uh, we also see uh, the personal provision of the Lord. When Jesus saw and observed the disciple could not catch any fish, he has compassion on them and he asked, you didn't catch anything? Not that he did not know, but he want them to, uh, to admit, and he, they said, no. It was a very short no. They said, no. So, um, however, they respond. Jesus said, uh, in verse 6, he said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. 
you see here, um, they, they have worked all night. They were fishing expert three years ago until they met Jesus. And so they know where the fish are and uh, the fish, uh, the fishing expert said the best time to fish is nighttime. So obviously, obviously they were trying to uh, fish the best time that is uh, in the night. But they could not find anything. Do you, do you think the disciple did not try uh, from the left side and the front of the boat and the right side and the back of the boat? I'm sure they, they try everywhere. And even where Jesus said, through the net to, uh, to the right of the boat, they probably uh, threw their net many times. The same spot uh, where Jesus said, through the net. We, we see here the disciple. Um, they might be confused and they might be saying, you are just a carpenter and you are giving advice to Fishing, fishermen expert here, they may, they may be thinking about that. And the Bible said at that point they didn't know that was Jesus. So I guess in desperation and in, um, in the situation where they're trying to give up, they, I guess they try to listen any any help, any advice, I guess. So uh, when Jesus said, throw your net to the right of the boat, they threw their net right there, and we see the result. As soon as they, they threw their net, there was a lot of fish just there. What do you think happened? The fish were there all the, all the time, all, and we could imagine many ways. Maybe we could imagine there were no fish at all in the vicinity of the boat. And when Jesus showed up, and when Jesus said, threw the, threw the net there to the right of the boat, just fish just happened and appeared there. It, it, it is possible. The other possibility is the fish were there all along. And when they threw the net, the, the fish just get scared and they just swim away. And then uh, when they threw again and they get scared again and they swim away. And when Jesus said, uh, threw your net right there, when at the, at the command of Jesus, maybe the fish stay there. Or whatever it is, it is a miracle. And when God speaks, it happens. And we see here God is not only uh, a God of the universe. He is the God of all the resources. And we see that God is the God who controls even the little fish. He controls from the little fish to the big waves that are raging in the storm. So the God that we believe is the God who can calm the storm in our life because he did. He did the same thing with his disciples. They were uh, traveling with the Lord and 
uh, they forgot Jesus was with them and uh, Jesus was sleeping um, in the base of the boat and the storm raging and they were scared and they, they, they thought they were going to die. And all of a sudden they remember Jesus was there. And so they went down to Jesus and they wake him up. Jesus, we were going to die. Do something about this. And Jesus said, what are you worried about? Don't you know I'm here with you? So Jesus rebuked the storm and it just stayed quiet. We see God is the God who controls the storm. And we see here God is the God who brings the little fish to happen here and so that the disciple can catch uh, when it, it was the time. So it could be they, they, were, they probably were in the will, they, they were in the will of God, but they tried to do it in their own way, in their own strength. It may happen that way. You may be uh, doing the will of God, but you may be doing it in your own way. You may be doing it for your own glory. You may be doing it for your own effort. Uh, for your, uh, you may be um, depending on your strength and so that God cannot show uh, in your life. We see here uh, God show up when um, they were most desperate. They tried all night. They were in the dark. Uh, in the dark cloud all night, and they could not see anything, but they tried, and they tried, and they tried. And when they were about to give up, God showed up in the morning. You may be in the dark right now and trying to do things uh, the best you can. You may be trying to find the answer to your life problem or the, the treatment for your um, sickness or something or uh, in the dark, feeling like you are in the dark and uh, you are um, riding the storm. Maybe God is there um, at the shore and you haven't just seen him. And maybe God hasn't revealed himself. God, God is still trying to prove your faith. And maybe God is trying to see how, how much you can hold on and but be sure God is at the at the shore he's seeing your struggle and he's not going to let you drown remember Peter when he saw Jesus walking on the water Peter said Lord I want to come so uh, Jesus let him walk he walked and then when he saw the wave and he started to drown and then Jesus uh, uh, took Peter's hand and then Peter was able to walk. So, in the presence of God, God will not let you down. God will not let you drown. He see you right there while you are trying to swim out of your trouble and God is right there. He's not going to let you drown without his will. And he's right there to hold your hand Maybe he has not just appeared. Uh, maybe it's not the time yet. And he wants you to hang on to him. So we observe here the personal provisions of God. When they try 
with all their strength and with all their knowledge and with their all expertise, nothing works. Nothing works. But when God is in it, when God is in full presence with full power, then we see the change. We see big miracle. They, they said uh, there was a lot of fish, and they even numbered the fish, um, 153. A lot of people uh, trying to spiritual the number, and if you add those number one to 153, they'll add up to that number, and a lot of things, a lot of people uh, try to do that, but I don't think there's uh, no magic in that number. Um, what we can see here is if there were little fish like, like this much, they probably will not be hard to pull. So even though there are 153 fish, there must be really big fish, each one, you know, so that uh, they, they could not pull them out. So when God really bless us, it is, it is tangible, it is visible, and it, we, you, you can feel it. And you could see when God does a miracle, it cannot be uh, misunderstood with something else. So the, you, we can see the personal provision of the Lord. And finally, we see in the personal response of the disciples. So as soon as <clears throat> they saw a lot of fish, there were two reactions. Uh, the other disciple went, uh, went to the fish and tried to uh, scoop up the, the fish uh, to the boat. But Peter, you see here, uh, it's uh, in verses 7 and 8. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him said, It is the Lord. He wrapped around his garment and <clears throat> because he took it out and jumped into the water. So obviously, um, they, they have some, some kind of tunic. Remember last week, I, I wear a, a tunic, uh, a dress like that? Probably something like that. They put, they put it on, and when they, they, they are fishing, they took that out, and they, they are with uh, uh, the inner garment. And as soon as Peter realized it was the Lord, he wanted to um, show his respect, and he quickly put on his dress, his tunic, and then he tried to jump into the water and uh, get to Jesus to worship him, to, to thank him. Whereas the, the other disciples were busy with the fish, and they, they were afraid the fish might get uh, jump back into the water, and they said, let's come, let's come, let's not get them uh, run away. You see, um, God wants us to uh, respond um, to uh, what he has provided for us. Maybe you have physical blessing. Maybe you have physical health. Maybe you have family. And you, maybe God has blessed you with different things that other people don't have. And um, the question is, are we thankful for uh, the blessing that we have in our life? Or... Are we counting the blessing and not turning to the one who gave us the blessing? We may be counting the blessing and we may be saying it is the Lord's blessing. But if we never, if we never said anything, 
if we never show any gratitude to the giver, how would he feel? So God always appreciates those who give thanks and those who respond uh, to his blessing in um, various ways, through words, through acts of kindness, through helping other people, uh, being good to other people, and having a good attitude uh, about what blessing that we have and what kind of talent that we have that we can share to other people. And there are so many ways that we can show our appreciation. So we have a God who still does miracles even today. And Jesus said, be glad, not because the demons are subject to you, but um, uh, when the sinner, um, uh, be glad when, uh, that your name is written in the name of the, the book of uh, the book of life, he said, Jesus said. And Jesus also said, there's joy in heaven when one sinner uh, turns from their sins and turns to the Lord. So if a child or if an adult person repents of their sins and turns to the Lord, that's when God celebrates. Um, there's a celebration in heaven and there's joy in heaven. So uh, God still does miracles in our life, and um, we are even miracles. My mom, some of you pray for my mom, and when she was really sick, uh, she could not breathe, and her oxygen was about 30, down to 30, and so she could not even close her mouth. Her mouth was like that for weeks, and uh, some of you pray uh, for her also, and we pray, and she, she get better slowly, and then she was able to close her mouth, finally, and then uh, she was given food through her mouth, and uh, even now, uh, and now she is open, able to open her mouth and do like this, and then finally she, she's able to talk, and she's finally able to move her leg, uh, her uh, arm, like this, you know. You see, the opportunity to be able to open our mouth is a gift from God. What do you use this opportunity? Is it going to hurt somebody for the rest of their life or a blessing for somebody for the rest of their life. And the, the opportunity that we are able to eat food, that is, that is a gift. That is a gift of life not everyone has. My mom could not eat with her hand right now yet. So if you are able to come to church and able to eat your food, there's a lot of things that we need to thank the Lord for. And we need to show our gratitude to other people how good the Lord is in our life. And God still does miracles. If you are still alive, you are God's miracle. If you are breathing, that's miracle. And may the Lord help us to realize how blessed we are. Amen.